chapter eight of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eight fierce bounding forward sprang the ship like a greyhound starting from the slip to seize his flying prey lord of the isles although the subject of the consultation remained a secret with those whose opinions were required yet enough of the result leaked out among the subordinate officers to throw the whole crew into a state of eager excitement the rumour spread itself along the decks of the frigate with the rapidity of an alarm that an expedition was to attempt the shore on some hidden service dictated by the congress itself and conjectures were made respecting its force and destination with all that interest which might be imagined would exist among the men whose lives or liberties were to abide the issue a gallant and reckless daring mingled with the desire of novelty however was the prevailing sentiment among the crew who would have received with cheers the intelligence that their vessel was commanded to force the passage of the united british fleet a few of the older and more prudent of the sailors were exceptions to this thoughtless hardihood and one or two among whom the coxswain of the whaleboat was the most conspicuous ventured to speak doubtingly of all sorts of land service as being of a nature never to be attempted by seamen captain manuel had his men paraded in the weather gangway and after a short address calculated to inflame their military ardour and patriotism acquainted them that he required twenty volunteers which was in truth half their number for a dangerous service after a short pause the company stepped forward like one man and announced themselves as ready to follow him to the end of the world the marine cast a look over his shoulder at this gratifying declaration in quest of barnstable but observing that the sailor was occupied with some papers on a distant part of the quarter-deck he proceeded to make a most impartial division among the candidates for glory taking care at the same time to call his company in such a manner as to give himself the flower of his men and consequently to leave the ship the refuse while this arrangement was taking place and the crew of the frigate was in this state of excitement griffith ascended to the deck his countenance flushed with unusual enthusiasm and his eyes beaming with a look of animation and gaiety that had long been strangers to the face of the young man he was giving forth a few necessary orders to the seamen he was to take with him from the ship when barnstable again motioned him to follow and led the way once more to the state-room let the wind blow its pipe out said the commander of the ariel when they were seated there will be no landing on the eastern coast of england till the sea goes down but this kate was made for a sailor's wife see griffith what a set of signals she has formed out of her own cunning head i hope your opinion may prove true and that you may be the happy sailor who is to wed her returned the other the girl has indeed discovered surprising art in this business where could she have learnt the method and system so well where why where she learnt better things how to prize a whole-hearted seaman for instance do you think that my tongue was jammed in my mouth all the time we used to sit by the side of the river in carolina and that we found nothing to talk about 
did you amuse your mistress with treatises on the art of navigation and the science of signals said griffith smiling i answered her questions mr griffith as any civil man would to a woman he loved the girl has as much curiosity as one of my own townswomen who has weathered cape forty without a husband and her tongue goes like a dog vane in a calm first one way and then another but here is her dictionary now own griff in spite of your college learning and sentimentals that a woman of ingenuity and cleverness is a very good sort of a helpmate i never doubted the merits of miss plowden said the other with a droll gravity that often mingled with his deeper feelings the result of a sailor's habits blended with native character but this indeed surpasses all my expectations why she has in truth made a most judicious selection of phrases number one sixty eight indelible one sixty nine end only with life one seventy i fear yours misleads me one seventy one pshaw exclaimed barnstable snatching the book from before the laughing eyes of griffith what folly to throw away our time now on such nonsense what think you of this expedition to the land that it may be the means of rescuing the ladies though it fail in making the prisoners we anticipate but this pilot you remember that he holds us by our necks and can run us all up to the yard-arm of some english ship whenever he chooses to open his throat at their threats or bribes it would have been better that he should have cast this ship ashore when he had her entangled in the shoals it would have been our last thought to suspect him of treachery then returned griffith i follow him with confidence and must believe that we are safer with him than we should be without him let him lead to the dwelling of his fox-hunting ministers of state cried barnstable thrusting his book of signals into his bosom but here is a chart that will show us the way to the port we wish to find let my foot once more touch terra firma and you may write craven against my name if that laughing vixen slips her cable before my eyes and shoots into the wind's eye again like a flying fish chased by a dolphin mr griffith we must have the chaplain with us to the shore the madness of love is driving you into the errors of the soldier would you lie by to hear sermons with a flying party like ours nay nay we must lay to for nothing that is not unavoidable but there are so many tacks in such a chase when one has time to breathe that we might as well spend our leisure in getting that fellow to splice us together he has a handy way with a prayer-book and could do the job as well as a bishop and i should like to be able to say that this is the last time these two saucy names which are written at the bottom of this letter should ever be seen sailing in the company of each other it will not do said his friend shaking his head and endeavouring to force a smile which his feelings suppressed it will not do richard we must yield our own inclinations to the service of our country nor is this pilot a man who will consent to be led from his purpose then let him follow his purpose alone cried barnstable there is no human power always saving my superior officer that shall keep me from throwing abroad these tiny signals and having a private talk with my dark-eyed kate but for a paltry pilot he may luff and bear away as he pleases while i shall steer as true as a magnet for that old ruin where i can bring my eyes to bear on that romantic wing and three smoky veins not that i'll forget my duty no i'll help you catch the englishman but when that is done hey for catherine plowden and my true love 
hush madcap the wardroom holds long ears and our bulkheads grow thin by wear i must keep you and myself to our duty this is no children's game that we play it seems the commissioners at paris have thought proper to employ a frigate in the sport barnstable's gaiety was a little repressed by the grave manner of his companion but after reflecting a moment he started to his feet and made the usual movements for departure whither asked griffith gently detaining his impatient friend to old moderate i have a proposal to make that may remove every difficulty name it to me then i am in his counsel and may save you the trouble and mortification of a refusal how many of those gentry does he wish to line his cabin with the pilot has named no less than six all men of rank and consideration with the enemy two of them are peers two more belong to the commons house of parliament one is a general and the sixth like ourselves is a sailor and holds the rank of captain they muster at a hunting seat near the coast and believe me the scheme is not without its plausibility well then there are two apiece for us you follow the pilot if you will but let me sheer off for this dwelling of colonel howard with my coxswain and boat's crew i will surprise his house release the ladies and on my way back lay my hands on two of the first lords i fall in with i suppose for our business one is as good as another griffith could not repress a faint laugh while he replied though they are said to be each other's peers there is i believe some difference even in the quality of lords england might thank us for ridding her of some among them neither are they to be found like beggars under every hedge no no the men we seek must have something better than their nobility to recommend them to our favour but let us examine more closely into this plan and map of miss plowden something may occur that shall yet bring the place within our circuit like a contingent duty of the crews barnstable reluctantly relinquished his own wild plan to the more sober judgment of his friend and they passed an hour together inquiring into the practicability and consulting on the means of making their public duty subserve the purpose of their private feelings the gale continued to blow heavily during the whole of that morning but toward noon usual indications of better weather became apparent during these few hours of inaction in the frigate the marines who were drafted for service on the land moved through the vessel with a busy and stirring air as if they were about to participate in the glory and danger of the campaign their officer had planned while the few seamen who were to accompany the expedition steadily paced the deck with their hands thrust into the bosoms of their neat blue jackets or occasionally stretched toward the horizon as their fingers traced for their less experienced shipmates the signs of an abatement in the gale among the driving clouds the last lagger among the soldiers had appeared with his knapsack on his back in the lee gangway where his comrades were collected armed and accoutred for the strife when captain munson ascended to the quarter-deck accompanied by the stranger and his first lieutenant a word was spoken by the latter in a low voice to a midshipman who skipped gaily along the deck and presently the shrill call of the boatswain was heard preceding the hoarse cry of away there you tigers away a smart roll of the drum followed and the marines paraded while the six seamen who belonged to the cutter that owned so fierce a name made their preparations for lowering their little bark from the quarter of the frigate into the troubled sea everything was conducted in the most exact order and with a coolness and skill that bade defiance to the turbulence of the angry elements the marines were safely transported from the ship to the schooner under the favouring shelter of the former 
though the boat appeared at times to be seeking the cavities of the ocean and again to be riding in the clouds as she passed from one vessel to the other at length it was announced that the cutter was ready to receive the officers of the party the pilot walked aside and held private discourse for a few moments with the commander who listened to his sentences with marked and singular attention when their conference was ended the veteran bared his gray head to the blasts offered his hand to the other with a seaman's frankness mingled with the deference of an inferior the compliment was courteously returned by the stranger who turned quickly on his heel and directed the attention of those who awaited his movements by a significant gesture to the gangway come gentlemen let us go said griffith starting from a reverie and bowing his hasty compliments to his brethren in arms when it appeared that his superiors were ready to enter the boat the boy who by nautical courtesy was styled mr merry and who had been ordered to be in readiness sprang over the side of the frigate and glided into the cutter with the activity of a squirrel but the captain of marines paused and cast a meaning glance at the pilot whose place it was to precede him the stranger as he lingered on the deck was examining the aspect of the heavens and seemed unconscious of the expectations of the soldier who gave vent to his impatience after a moment's detention by saying we wait for you mr gray aroused by the sound of his name the pilot glanced his quick eye on the speaker but instead of advancing he gently bent his body as he again signed toward the gangway with his hand to the astonishment not only of the soldier but of all who witnessed this breach of naval etiquette griffith bowed low and entered the boat with the same promptitude as if he were preceding an admiral whether the stranger became conscious of his want of courtesy or was too indifferent to surrounding objects to note occurrences he immediately followed himself leaving to the marine the post of honour the latter who was distinguished for his skill in all matters of naval or military etiquette thought proper to apologise at a fitting time to the first lieutenant for suffering his senior officer to precede him into a boat but never failed to show a becoming exultation when he recounted the circumstance by dwelling on the manner in which he had brought down the pride of the haughty pilot barnstable had been several hours on board his little vessel which was every way prepared for their reception and as soon as the heavy cutter of the frigate was hoisted on her deck he announced that the schooner was ready to sail it has been already intimated that the ariel belonged to the smallest class of sea vessels and as the symmetry of her construction reduced even that size and appearance she was peculiarly well adapted to the sort of service in which she was about to be employed notwithstanding her lightness rendered her nearly as buoyant as a cork and at times she actually seemed to ride on the foam her low decks were perpetually washed by the heavy seas that dashed against her frail sides and she tossed and rolled in the hollows of the waves in a manner that compelled even the practised seamen who trod her decks to move with guarded steps still she was trimmed and cleared with an air of nautical neatness and attention that afforded the utmost possible room for her dimensions and though in miniature she wore the trappings of war as proudly as if the metal she bore was of a more fatal and dangerous character the murderous gun which since the period of which we are writing has been universally adopted in all vessels of inferior size was then in the infancy of its invention and was known to the american mariner only by reputation under the appalling name of a smasher 
of a vast calibre though short and easily managed its advantages were even in that early day beginning to be appreciated and the largest ships were thought to be unusually well provided with the means of offence when they carried two or three cannon of this formidable invention among their armament at a later day this weapon has been improved and altered until its use has become general in vessels of a certain size taking its appellation from the caron on the banks of which river it was first moulded in place of these caronades six light brass cannon were firmly lashed to the bulwarks of the ariel their brazen throats blackened by the sea-water which so often broke harmlessly over these engines of destruction in the centre of the vessel between her two masts a gun of the same metal but of nearly twice the length of the other was mounted on a carriage of a new and singular construction which admitted of its being turned in any direction so as to be of service in most of the emergencies that occur in naval warfare the eye of the pilot examined this armament closely and then turned to the well-ordered decks the neat and compact rigging and the hardy faces of the fine young crew with manifest satisfaction contrary to what had been his practice during the short time he had been with them he uttered his gratification freely and aloud you have a tight boat mr barnstable he said and a gallant-looking crew you promise good service sir in time of need and that hour may not be far distant the sooner the better returned the reckless sailor i have not had an opportunity of scaling my guns since we quitted brest though we passed several of the enemy's cutters coming up channel with whom our bulldogs long for a conversation mr griffith will tell you pilot that my little sixes can speak on occasion with a voice nearly as loud as the frigate's eighteens but not to as much purpose observed griffith vox et praeteria nihil as we said at school i know nothing of your greek and latin mr griffith retorted the commander of the ariel but if you mean that those seven brass playthings won't throw a round shot as far as any gun of their size and height above the water or won't scatter grape and canister with any blunderbuss in your ship you may possibly find an opportunity that will convince you to the contrary before we part company they promise well said the pilot who was evidently ignorant of the good understanding that existed between the two officers and wished to conciliate all under his directions and i doubt not they will argue the leading points of our combat with good discretion i see that you have christened them i suppose for their respective merits they are indeed expressive names tis the freak of an idle moment said barnstable laughing as he glanced his eye to the cannon above which were painted the several quaint names of boxer plumper grinder scatterer exterminator and nail-driver why have you thrown the midship gun without the pale of your baptism asked the pilot or do you know it by the usual title of the old woman no no i have no such petticoat terms on board me cried the other but move more to starboard and you will see its style painted on the cheeks of the carriage it's a name that need not cause them to blush either tis a singular epithet though not without some meaning it has more than you perhaps dream of sir that worthy seaman whom you see leaning against the foremast and who would serve on occasion for a spare spar himself is the captain of that gun and more than once has decided some warm disputes with john bull by the manner in which he has wielded it no marine can trail his musket more easily than my coxswain can train his nine-pounder on an object and thus from their connection and some resemblance 
there is between them in length it has got the name which you perceive it carries that of long tom the pilot smiled as he listened but turning away from the speaker the deep reflection that crossed his brow but too plainly showed that he trifled only from momentary indulgence and griffith intimated to barnstable that as the gale was sensibly abating they would pursue the object of their destination thus recalled to his duty the commander of the schooner forgot the delightful theme of expatiating on the merits of his vessel and issued the necessary orders to direct their movements the little schooner slowly obeyed the impulse of her helm and fell off before the wind when the folds of her square sail though limited by a prudent reef were opened to the blast and she shot away from her consort like a meteor dancing across the waves the black mass of the frigate's hull soon sunk in distance and long before the sun had fallen below the hills of england her tall masts were barely distinguishable by the small cloud of sail that held the vessel to her station as the ship disappeared the land seemed to issue out of the bosom of the deep and so rapid was their progress that the dwellings of the gentry the humbler cottages and even the dim lines of the hedges became gradually more distinct to the eyes of the bold mariners until they were beset with the gloom of evening when the whole scene faded from their view in the darkness of the hour leaving only the faint outline of the land visible in the track before them and the sullen billows of the ocean raging with appalling violence in their rear still the little ariel held on her way skimming the ocean like a waterfowl seeking its place of nightly rest and shooting in towards the land as fearlessly as if the dangers of the preceding night were already forgotten no shoals or rocks appeared to arrest her course and we must leave her gliding into the dark streak that was thrown from the high and rocky cliffs that lined a basin of bold entrance where the mariners often sought and found a refuge from the dangers of the german ocean End of chapter eight